giftedness here's one of the ways perhaps how you could access or get a grip on your gift even if you don't know what it is we kind of one of the principles i feel is to relentlessly be what you feel you are like if you are feeling driven to do something obsessively commit to yourself to that without doubt i mean the rest of the world is like designed by the by the system by the matrix as they say to turn you into something else so the the best thing they do is compare you with a story give you a story that you got to be like this slim and very uh, organized or very on top of your game and stuff like that but for those who want to purely live from their gift and then we can discuss about what is a gift what is giftedness for those do what children do if they like an activity if they find that interesting they commit to it 24/7 they think about it all the time they eat about eat with it sleep with it do everything with that activity in mind in their hands they get obsessed and possessed by it they surrender to that whatever grips their imagination strikes their imagination grips their minds that is the cornerstone of activating your giftedness these are not things that you can do over 30 day period and stuff but may work for some uh within a short span and for some it will take cycles and cycles and cycles or what it will do eventually uh even even eventually you will give discover your giftedness and what the gift is but in the process of by the time you reach there or you don't what it will do to you certainly is give you a great sense of yourself Give you, give you a great inner center and give you a certain sense of flow that everything's unfolding just the way it should be and that the presence of the mind is not felt at all that the mind won't uh, basically what you won't come up with is fears doubts regrets guilt shame all these things will stop visiting you if you are in that state so that is one thing now the other thing is to access your giftedness you can't do it sitting in a chair and thinking about it you got to be having your hands full either you are doing an activity which requires your hands maybe your feet but hands definitely i'm not sure about the feet part it could be feet and hands like you're traveling but that could be distracting hands for certain either you're gardening farming cooking embroidering knitting carpentry tools making something games uh, anything even even gaming for that matter will take you in a state of flow and excite you and inspire you and motivate you to want to do that activity again and again and again so commit to that and one day it may may fade out and another activity will take its place and commit to that and you continue in the process shape up into that uh being that person who has a unique gift 
the gift may not be what you do the gift may be something you're able to be something for which only you create a space for like you could hold the space for that kind of experience uh, environment to unfold around you wherever you go you'll find yourself uh, in inspiring such an environment to come alive it could be that you find people just opening their hearts up and talking around you it would you could find somebody just finding their own creative center and uh, coming alive and becoming successful uh, it could be that everybody those who come into in touch with you attracted towards you are looking for a purpose in life and they find their purpose they find themselves delivered to their purpose it could be that they 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 get a sense of deeper listening into themselves it could be any of these things or more now what is a gift that's a good question uh a gift is so natural a part of you that you don't even know it it's like a tree that bears the apple fruit and has no awareness of the sweetness of the apple or the existence of the fruit it's it's so one with you your gift that you wouldn't even know it and yet you cannot escape it you cannot become a strawberry bush or a an orange tree you're just an apple tree no matter what you do you cannot change that no matter where you go no matter what you do you just cannot change that it's not in your dna it's not part of your physiology it's not a part of your psyche it's something beyond you it's more like a dimension that's opened up to you and only you and it is a portal you are the portal to that dimension your being is a portal to the dimension so and you bring that unique you know space the unique jigsaw of the matrix into the world and you will have no choice but to understand how to hold yourself in that gift how to conduct yourself in that gift because the gift is bigger than you and it will drive your life it will drive your mind it will drive your actions and drive your thoughts it will it's like you will be possessed by it but you wouldn't even know it and you wonder why you've done every self help thing and every meditation out there and gone to gurus and just can't shake it off unless and until you sit down and have a conversation with it really become present to it make space for it and spend some healthy amount of time now that's the third thing what you need to do is spend a lot of time by yourself doing whatever it is that you do but spend time by yourself don't dilute yourself in the busyness of the world to distract yourself <laughs> that is that is giftedness will emerge that way the giftedness will emerge start walking hand in hand with you start whispering uh the nuances of how to conduct yourself so that you can attract uh prosperity 
love friendship success and find your center inside the gift oh if you run away from it and try to become someone else and do this this diet or that program or that business model or whatever it is you do you are only distracting yourself at least i don't know of any other way that you could make friends with your giftedness and start thriving from it or it will put you through tests of course because there are layers and layers to the gift uh, before the giftedness and the gift start serving your life so it will put you through through kind of tests or uh, passages where you learn how to how to be brave and how to be clear and how to be fearless and how to be kind and how to be compassionate and how to act out of self love start with embroidery yeah it's past midnight i i do want to go to sleep but i have to record this insight for my own good old self i might need it tomorrow to remind my own self yep it will plunge you down into the deepest parts of fear not and on, most of it you might discover is not just yours it's actually none of it is yours it's just that you are connected and plugged into the collective consciousness your heart wired into it so everything that happens around you it might seem like it's happening to you and it so you drop the storyline and that's the fourth thing uh the clue is fourth clue is you drop the storyline consciously start beginning find ways and means and tools and create different methods by which you can drop the storyline but connect to the energy stay present to the energy if, if if it's anger or fear or guilt coming connect to that energy don't run away from it don't try to dilute it know that it will change itself anyways so stay there that energy that was produced by these negative emotions so they say negative i uh, don't think there is anything negative mm, we talk about that later but you connect to that energy you need that resource and you drop the storyline and you do that with positive emotions too doesn't matter who loves you and swears a life to you connect to the energy that produced out of that and that's it for today signing off good night Yes.
fizzes out of my mouth along with the breath. Mm. Just checking in, just feeling and connecting. The two elements that make up make up me. The sound, the touch of my hand on my arm. connecting, um, participatory, 
I signed up for everything that seemed like that. I even offered almost everyone that I'm available. And just doing that felt so good, so loving, so abundant. And all the other lacks started falling aside. Today I want to discuss with my own self about HSP. This term HSP I came across in 2013, sometime during then, and it changed my life at that time. I hadn't known that there is something called highly sensitive person, and it's an entire body of research, and there are these certain people who are highly sensitive. I'd heard about extrasensory perception, but that seemed to be esoteric. I indulged in it for a while and I found that it didn't really cover all the holes, you know. It left many major vital parts out. Hmm. Coming back to HSP, I was very happy to come across it. I took the test, I read the book and I found myself saying, yes, 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 that's me, that's me, that's me. And it seemed like overall I felt like I belonged to this group of people who are highly sensitive. What that means is not someone sensitive as in oh, ready to cry at the drop of the hat, which is uh, which was a part of being HSP. But more than that, it was it was about being perceptive perceptive about many things. Emotional intelligence is high, mental intelligence, ability, flexibility, spontaneity, uh, willingness to go with the flow is extremely high. In my case, there are different types of HSPs. So I, I really felt a huge relief and a sense of connection that I belong. And I stayed in that space for a long time and it changed my orientation from someone who was uh, sensitive and brittle and fragile and I had to constantly protect myself and uh, be on guard and create walls around me to someone who was belonged to a certain group, a certain type of people and had this trait. It was merely a trait. And the two things I want to really share about HSP, being an HSP, is that number one, for me, it was about having a great capacity to hold and engage with pain uh, in the later years. In the earlier years, I don't think I had much capacity. I was just bumbling my way through. But well, that did build a certain capacity, a certain muscle. And one could stay in pain because you could you could try and fix it but it would not go away so I did all of that and tried to fix it in a different 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 ways try to manage it <clears throat> try to escape it um, and then ultimately when I began to head on engage with it and look at it what is the nature of this pain where is it coming from what strikes it what brings it alive that's when I began to reveal something. Now, it changed my entire perception of what pain is, first of all. To me, all you buying the narrative of the world and everyone around you, pain was something you don't want to have. 
and you do everything to to avoid it you fix it but when i actually spend time experiencing the nature of pain i realize that it's nothing it's just um it is something it's it's like the caterpillar trying to become a butterfly and it's going through this transformative process in which all its nervous system is body is going to go through some change so there's a certain amount of stimulation which may be unsavory and not settled and that could be called pain but it's nothing more than stimulation for example if you're learning something new you could find a lot of stimulation in your mind and you experience all that activity as pain but it's only activity and you're aware of the activity the neural pathways buzzing away or for example you're going to be exercising your body and and you, and you've done a lot of leg work and cardio and and you're going to have this pain and but you know that it's not an unsavory unhealthy destructive pain it's only there because you exercise those muscles more than the regular usage so this whole perception shift in pain of pain was fundamental number 1 and that established my groundedness or my comfort in being the hsp and over the years even reducing a lot of the unwanted sides of it which kept me playing less than my my potential for example in sensitivity to sound and light and sensitivity to certain type of people so my judgmentalism uh, sensitivity to <clears throat> food oh i had so many food allergies so i couldn't eat so many things sensitivity to certain kind of memories and thoughts which i don't want to have and i do certain things to avoid them or keep them under control or you know so all of this was was not really adding to who i really was or my what my potential was so as i sort of settled into being an hsp and working with what the gifts of being an hsp are what happened was naturally these peripheral anomalies became settled relaxed uh, because i found better ways of relating to them my attitude towards things changed I, and ultimately i came to the place where my actual gift was revealing itself was my real trait and that was a big win and the comfort of being that just showing up in as that with anyone anywhere anytime is something i'm beginning to enjoy and the only thing i value is that freedom to be that so that's the f- number one thing i really feel we as hsps have pain itself is the gift and to develop a relationship with it should be one of our primary agenda's priority and then what happens over time is there is a there is a switch and i'd like to talk about that more before now i think i just want to rest with this and be in this space of 
feeling grateful for having certain type of tendencies and traits and knowing that for many years in many ways I did resist it channeled it in ways that was not really true to the trait and the other part I want to share before before we say goodnight is that everyone is an HSP everyone is a highly sensitive person now I know some of my my uh, friends may not agree who are HSPs but let me try and explain especially for myself to hear myself and clear my mind around this uh, everyone is an HSP there could be just two three differences that being human makes you susceptible to that pain and that pain that one experienced was existential in nature it appeared physiological or physical or biological or psychological but at the heart of it was actually existential like my stomach disorder was nothing but a psychosomatic resistance to unable to digest ideas and thoughts and people and the more I developed an attitude of understanding others and where they're coming from and listening clearly without bringing my judgments to it the more I was able to accept it the my digestive disorders have almost disappeared I would say like 0.01% but that doubt one should always keep alive <laughs> so so in effect everyone is born to experience that existential pain what most people do with it maybe they have um, cultural support or they live in that kind of environment or they just naturally are able to deal with it because there are many systems already laid to manage it to uh, not only manage it but fold it in one's living it's part of one's life for example some of our cultural and, and religious practices some of our food habits some of our way of life lifestyle all of this can be passed down from generation to generation or from one's culture one's country one's tribe and community and, and that feels very grounding and so you're you're fine because the environment you're in is fine but to to a certain amount of people who have uh, rejected a lot of the said uh, norms and cultures they may find themselves in deep waters all by themselves living on the edge confronted with simple existential questions <clears throat> the need for authenticity or the standard of integrity maybe of another degree I don't want to call it high or low but it's of some other degree because the need behind that the quest behind that is of another nature so so everyone is sensitive and some know about it and have the need to do something about it some don't know about it and are managing it very well and uh, some know but don't know what to do with it so that 
perspective sort of broadens things up for me because my need is to connect to every single individual uh, india that is highly sensitive person if you want to know more about it i read dr elaine aaron's books and websites and whatever i could get at that time and then and then i moved on to other things so that's not the key i mean i i i think today we are all living in this dynamic space where we we take what feels right and we move to the next <laughs> i'm very grateful to all the learnings and teachings and sharings that i met from so many people and places and thought pools <laughs> along the way and to sit in one's own silence again to connect with the breath just noticing it the audio journaling is so lovely and i used to do video journaling too just for myself never published it <coughs> maybe this this time of covid and the kind of age we live in where everyone's in their own bubble and they're pushed more to be in that with the memories of times when we were living in in groups and we were together in large families or even just families nuclear families but more and more people are by themselves i feel that is also there is a gift in that that one gets all this time to to be one's own best friend to find out who is that who is within you who am i as in today i am this tomorrow i'm that and not look for i mean this whole quest of looking for who am i what am i really is a wild goose chase certainly <clears throat> there is only this dynamic flowing life because everything that comes alive in you is just life seeking to find a three dimensional a dimensional space for which it can be expressed and is looking to express itself so the same life force or the phenomena of life or this creative energy that is constantly creating something by creating i don't mean only good things you know it's also creating destructive things and creating bad things and it's, but it's a non-judgmental force it doesn't realize what it's doing it's just available and it's up to the human uh, mind that's the beautiful thing that in discern what can be brought to life and what does not need to be brought to life or channeled otherwise so many times there are very troubling thoughts and all i i tend to write them down i tend to draw and paint them and express them and and get them get them out of me and what i feel my job is to just remain empty by empty i don't mean 
empty you know like hollow or meaningless i mean free like spacious you know within there is space if if i can like the japanese i love that i practice that and it's working now finally i think i've trained my inner creature to say clear your mind and my mind really begins to clear and say clear your heart and my emotions calm down and there's nothing inside it just clear I guess that's the gift of extreme pain. The kind of trauma I experienced when I was a child and early adulthood and midlife and I'm now at the I'm still in the midlife but going towards what do you call that? Uh all that trauma actually essentially just built this muscle, this capacity. All of that pain to just find peace is so high that under any circumstance any condition all i wanted was to find this peace and i did so many things to find it and ultimately something stuck and that was the gift of that pain the pain was there to like a barometer like a barometer that this is happening now that is happening now see look here it's hurting now it's hurting here and this is how it's hurting and everywhere it's hurting and and then looking for the source of it and ultimately i realized i didn't need to f- figure anything out you know it was the most beautiful part of this and i'm so thankful that to everybody and everything that made this realization come alive in me and which i can share now and i hope it comes alive anyone was listening that the reason the pain was there our natural tendency is to just look for the source who's causing it what's causing it fix it get rid of it da 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 da, 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 da all the shebang around it and actually when i began to look at how do i make space for this pain how do i make friends with it because you know you were tired of doing that tired of remaking and reinventing yourself over and over and over and over again you ultimately sit down and say all right then fine you're not going anywhere then i might as well get to know you a little bit it's like an unwelcome guest and you just keep trying to push him out of the house and it's not leaving is it all right then you sit down you have a cup of tea and tell me what's your name where do you come from what's your favorite color and that <clears throat> did something amazing when i made friends with it it revealed its gift and the gift was now this is interesting it's like you you have shadow beneath the light and you can't see that right but that's where the treasure is right underneath the light pain says i was here only to help you build this capacity to let me be let me be and as i let it be it began revealing who i who i really am or almost constructing me i would i would like to talk more about it some other day before now i would like to say that we all are hsps <clears throat> 
and we all are sensitive we just need our own love and affection we need to find a way to be our best friend and say it's okay it's hurting it's painful it's tragic it's unbearable and yet make space for it write about it paint about it sing it make songs out of it express it when it's expressed then it sort of sits there comfortably in a chair and sings you a song tells you a beautiful story and stops troubling you and when i'm busy trying to get him out of the house he's jumping all over me trying to torture me so that's i can't say i'm i'm pain free and that's that is an unreal thing it can never happen what can happen is the ability to feel it the ability to <clears throat> be with it and understand it that can change so i'm the same person a few years back would be panicking if there was a problem of any kind would be livid would be angry would be upset we would be falling apart in places all over and i'm the same person who's looking at myself and wondering wow that's a huge homecoming just incredible and i wish this for everyone because i know it is possible and this is the reason i make these podcasts because if i share with you every single detail of my life how i did it um when i did it what happened who were the other players what happened in my mind then how did i choose something differently i think that time has come when we can't apply someone else's principles directly and get results which are consistent and abiding for a long time to some extent of course that works and maybe for certain kind of people it works but there are certain kind of people who will not take someone's word for it we are the kind of investigators or you know scientific minded or something we want to go to the core and 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 reinvent the wheel and rediscover the fire and then we will cook one day you know so some of us have these dying need to not conform at all and i think i would invite every one of us to to connect to the inner teacher so even if you're using someone else's teachings and principles that have worked for someone else all of it might not work right but some of it might stick and you use that for a while until you have your own little manual of stuff that works for you like principles or ideas or or practices and then you see results for yourself and i love you for being relentless and stubborn like me i really do something in us made us stubborn like that and it's very rewarding keep going it's very immensely rewarding so much that i would fall short of words to say how many enormous amazing gifts have i got for being who i am all along the way not just today all along the way the only i didn't know i had those gifts and rewards and i was getting them now i know more and more that oh this is a reward and that's a gift and this is a reward 
and more conscious and more and more and real stuff like money and like material things and like relationships and friendships and oh, they are offered they come like a blessing they just come i'm not striving to make it happen and oh my god isn't that what we all want i know it's possible that is why i want to share every bit of the how you know someone says to me be here and now and i'm like okay sure that's an interesting idea show me how only very few people really take an effort to show the how even if they show the how like a lot of wonderful wonderful people we have who show the how but i feel i want to know how you did it in that particular moment of stress take me into your life show me your ordinariness show me your humanity show me i will show me your vulnerability and show me how miserable you've been to see this pretty picture of a person who's all sorted out and has got it all under control and it's all happening for them i want to see the shattered side and then i want to see it like i want to walk with that person and see it only then i would buy or you know accept it and that's what i used to be not, not so much now but that's where i began and so that one friend who made a difference was the person who said it's okay if you are miserable and livid and whatever you can just come over and have a cup of tea she didn't say it in so many words but yeah she welcomed and uh, that's why it made a difference that's when I, i could see and be seen for all the stuff i was made up of human human stuff then i could finally see myself like someone else saw it so i could see and accept and love those broken bits completely shattered bits completely like impossibly broken i think i lived forever with the idea of doom inside me like every little thing was like the end of the world you know and so many of us are we are products of this environment and we we are constructed that way but it's momentary and then we shift dimension because the same environment is also programmed to bring us that shift that new dimension how how can i make that happen i think more and more to just allow myself to be myself and say yeah today i'm this so i'm going to make space for this today i'm angry so i'm going to make space to express my anger shut everything that's my way but you could be doing something else and just paint and write and draw and dance and sing or today i'm feeling a lot of love and i want to go out and hug everybody and find 10 people and say okay i'm coming over so that kind of even practicing 5 minutes a day or one day a week that's what made a difference to me actually i just kept on practicing every single day because i just felt like i die if i didn't do it and it's the only thing that's working if i didn't do it i'm going to just fall apart and just completely dissolve in distress <laughs> so wonderful to to see just sit back and check in and see one has traveled and one has never been alone yeah that's the other thing i always felt doomsday end of the world and terribly miserably alone 
I couldn't feel another individual around me even if I was in the you know a room full of people and even if I was sitting next to my most beloved person who really loves me I just couldn't feel their love because it didn't register and it took like you have to say it 20 times to me before it registered and may still not register so some of that trauma thing is like it creates this lovely deep 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 bottomless tunnel can you imagine now that it's carved it's again being filled with so much deep 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 joy and peace but the pain was like that chisel which went in and said come on i'm going to carve it deep and bottomless and then then the chisel the hammer went away and what's left is this beautiful deep tunnel which now is being filled with flowers and songs and whatever i want to fill it with this is isn't that amazing and yes pain happens but mom it's not so deep <clears throat> not so deep because it's you know one has made friends with its with it and seen its all fine nuances and characteristics and one is able to notice it from a distance and say oh it's coming it's coming okay let's change stuff let's welcome it and give it make a nice lovely meal and so no it's satisfied and it's leaving faster <laughs> so so the resistance is is so low right and i want to make this whole thing so human because for me it's still about becoming more human i already had so many amazing gifts and and psychic abilities and healing abilities and i had them all all the time since my childhood and so it it's been a reverse journey of becoming more human with them with them not without them in between even i i tried even to 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 forget them and say i don't have any gifts because i want to be accepted i want to be loved and now that i found my own love and my own friendship from within there isn't much craving for to meet anybody out there and i just want more and more solitude so i can spend more time with this inner creature inner teacher inner child and from that space i feel i connect with everyone so if anyone wants to talk or or connect and just hang out or anything i'm i'm always available because now the other person and me are not so different of course no i mean i have resistances and complaints coming up but i'm able to navigate them with with greater openness or greater willingness to look okay what what about this whatever you're saying is not working for me can can we can i engage a little more i feel that's the job that's what we're supposed to be doing all the time isn't it fun to be intimate with everything and everyone
try and record one podcast every day because this is me listening to myself and altering my inner narrative so that I can sound like this all the time even when I'm not speaking and that's the very selfish and personal reason I'm making the podcasts and it's all I once again because when you're listening it translates as I in your mind it's just overlaying your voice as an I voice and if you all talk with such kindness to our own self and drop judgment let's talk about it tomorrow how to drop judgment or or um, be judgmental consciously and with approval from oneself and maybe even get paid to be judgmental <laughs> so many possibilities oh my god yeah thank you so much i love you i love me i love you is the same Hello Susan. Hi. Hi Kali. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. I think episodes will connect to each other. So not to worry, we can just continue. Uh but well, we were not started yet, so we can start again. Yes, sure. Oh, you're much better now. You're audible very clearly. Okay. Wonderful. So I need a second because I think I need to close the window. There's some children playing downstairs. That's better. I think these moments where interruptions happen, I love them because it gives me a chance to be more mindful in the present moment, and that helps the connection with uh, listening and connecting to others much better. I feel. What do you feel, Susan? Yes, exactly. Interruptions. <laughs> yes, I have the same experience with that. Yes. Right. So, welcome to this podcast on highly sensitive person. Susan my friend here from Italy is a highly sensitive person like myself and uh, so many others who we support and uh, nurture and we've met on this journey beautiful people from across the world so this episode we're going to talk more about our journey as an HSP where we are today and from this mindful inner connect of uh, presence so this is not like a question answer just two friends chatting <laughs> So to our listeners to our listeners we welcome you to even press the message button and uh, send us a voice message if you have a question if you like something if you feel intrigued by by something you're most welcome and we'll try again next time if we can uh, uh, listen to that uh, message and respond from awareness so i'm dipali parmara i'm from india pune and the longest time i've been in hsp aware of it and uh, knowing about the book and then reading it has helped me clarify a lot 
and uh, realign myself and thrive in this in this with this gift and i invite susan my dear friend from italy to share uh, about herself and uh, introduce herself if you like susan yeah thank you for the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> yes like i said um prior just before we started i uh, lit two candles um just to guide us wow. um, in our presence, because I know that your life theme is all about inner presence, the sensitive inner presence. And um, yes, I'm looking forward to today. So um, I'm Suzanne. Yes, I live in Italy, but I'm born in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And um, my, yeah, I can't say that my journey started um in like 23 or 24 years ago because of course we are born highly sensitive <laughs> uh, we don't yeah. become but we are born highly sensitive so um yes from the from the time that i attended a lecture in a church about new age children Mm. Um, I was so sure that I was going to teach about that uh, subject. And from there, I, um, well, as being a highly sensitive person, I wanted to dive deeper and deeper. And then I came in contact with the term um, highly sensitive person. Mm. So from there, <laughs> many yeah. beautiful things started. Wow, this is really beautiful for me to hear that I didn't know this has been 23 years for you, Susan. So I'm listening to that. I'm uh, uh, celebrating this long, beautiful journey you've had. And I'm sure it mustn't have been easy. And I'm thankful to that moment when you, you heard about New Age children in a church. And that term sparked something in you which, which lit a light in a direction and made you feel, aha, and that's what I'm hearing. Also, I want to celebrate that you lit two candles, which is so beautiful. Thank you. I really love rituals. And just before our session, I played drums and uh, flute and, you know, cleared the air and stuff. And my nephew is here. So I was getting him inspired to, to believe in music and use that. Uh, so, uh, and while talking also, I always paint. I, I just do little doodling like a like a, a journal, uh, what you call a creative journaling. Yeah, yeah. And it helps me, you know, kind of hold that inner deeper thread of awareness and speak from that awareness, you know. So, and, and, and in a way, it's a ritual to say thank you constantly. Like, I'm in touch with beauty. I'm in touch with creativity, playfulness. I'm like constantly feeling grateful. So... Uh, I invite all our listeners to try that, even while you are listening to the podcast, to just doodle a bit or light a candle or, you know, just look uh, at something beautiful or paint something and see if the listening occurs at a deeper level than just the mind listening. So I feel uh, it's an opportunity to not listen just from judgment and information-based listening, but to kind of receive something organically, energetically, and see if you're feeling that you're receiving and giving in that receiving. You know, many times when you're listening, you feel like you're giving while listening. So it's the feelings inside that will show what's really happening 
on the surface it may feel like oh this person's talking and i'm listening so obviously she's giving and i'm taking but when you go a little deeper in that presence you realize that probably you are uh giving while listening also what do you feel about this susan or whatever you want to share you don't have to respond to me all the time yeah i yeah i understand yeah it makes me think of um uh, what i'm uh explaining to parents that our highly sensitive children in the classroom often need to doodle just to become more aware more present and um it connects them to their um brain and when you're doodling or when there's movement within your hands or within your eyesight that um your brain knows that uh it is in action so you can pay more attention and um connect the information that you get from the outside with your inner knowing yes yes i hear that is a form of integration some form of uh, organic natural integration occurring yes so i can listen much better when i am uh, my hand is engaged in a sketching or something uh, i feel i'm more present instead of feeling like oh i better say something i have to be there you know or take care of the other person i feel i don't have to take care i am enjoying this and i'm being taken care of too so it's helping me change my conditioned habits which i may have acquired from uh, traditional schooling and thing and so so thank you for highlighting that i think it will help our listeners who have children who have a young adults like i have a young adult young teenager son who also loves to do sketch and how to be be more in celebration of their processes and say okay i get what you're doing there and stand by them because children need someone to approve or you know stand by what they're doing con- unconsciously or subconsciously it's an instinct that tells them they have to do that but when someone validates it and says uh, especially a parent or a teacher and says that well i i get what you're doing there that really really strengthens and nurtures and nourishes so deeply so widely so i really invite our listeners to try that themselves and if you feel the evidence of uh, comfort of uh, being nurtured by your processes yeah <laughs> but it, a helicopter yeah fast. Oh isn't that so um that's exactly how high sensitive people uh, view things from a helicopter view and not in a the helicopter parenting way <laughs> that's not what i mean but we like to have overview so how <laughs> beautiful applicable <laughs> yeah beautiful analogy it's true it's like while i'm swimming i'm also watching myself swim Uh, yes gives you that feeling that while i'm in a conversation i'm also watching myself have a conversation when my one part of my body or hand or, or mind is engaged in something interesting something fun something easy you know like doodling and that really helps you 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 pinned it no susan there's a beautiful angle i love it that yes it's uh, uh, both the things are happening then although i feel like i'm trapped in this conversation i don't know where to go or yeah you know, pressure on me to perform <laughs> or something you know No, no, no. Yeah, I that I love that. And on one hand, it's like you know, obviously, language does create um, a pressure of uh, presenting correctly and logically, or you know, in in its very nature, it is. 
but we the place we've come from is of uh, genuine uh, authenticity or you know energetic experience of it and uh, painting or doodling or anything creative helps us to drop into that playful spirit of ours and then speak from that joy so then the language which is actually a dimension of duality doesn't uh, feel heavy on us you know i mean one of my my perspective my insights on it thanks yes. to you inspired to see more of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really calms the the sensitive nervous system uh, if you're able to doodle or uh, anything else that suits your needs yeah yes. yeah yeah it's, it's so so validating and we invite people who are listeners to who have never heard of these terms to look up uh, the internet and you will find uh, a lot of material and susan has a beautiful lovely facebook page a community of people across who are in a constant consistent conversation and touch with each other and uh, susan you want to tell the name of the page hsp international is it uh, yeah i have a page uh, which is suzanne international highly sensitive people center uh and um, our community group, uh, which is my first name, it's Suzanne, with um, two S's. So S-U-S-A-N-N-E. Ah, yes. And it should be easy to find that on uh, Facebook or uh, we can, we'll paste the link in our episode uh, details so you can easily find us. Yes, it's really nice to see that people are not only... Uh, having a dialogue within the group, but also um, outside of the group and connecting with each other. So it's, that's really fulfilling to mm. to be able to witness that. Yes, because I feel from my experience, it is very difficult for HSPs to make uh, trustworthy and nurturing connections with others. Uh, I believe it has taken me decades to find a way to make connections, authentic connections with others which are nurturing for me. I mean, I'm a very friendly person all my life and I reach out to others and I'm doing things for them. But I felt that I never felt the kind of nurturing I wanted until I really focused and learned more about my trait, learned to learn about boundaries, uh, learned about uh, speaking and representing my own needs in a humane way, but not in a needy way, uh, and learned to say no to things and people only then I was able to then finally find authentic other connections which are intimate and nurturing to me. So, so you again uh, hit the point where uh, what one of the things highly sensitive's uh, experience first on in life is an overwhelm, is a nervous system overload. And then to help them process that and feel that, oh, that's normal, not a problem, not to immediately go running taking medicines but to see the gift behind it and how to how to make space for it how to how to make space for for that way of being which is natural to a child yes yeah i totally get that and i i i hear what you say when you're saying that um authentic connections and that's exactly uh what's most valuable to me of course, we can have many connections all over the world, but the true, authentic, and especially, therefore, long-lasting connections um, are important to me. 
Yes, yes, and uh, probably that is why we we are deep thinkers. We enjoy uh, intellectual thinking, intellectual, or you know, passionate uh, engagement with others, and then we don't tend to find it that easily. So, so I guess it is another another of the traits of the gift that most of the highly sensitives are either very creative, very passionate, very compassionate. They work with animals or uh, organic things like earth work or children or art or healing, uh, counseling, coaching, like you are doing, uh, like I am doing. <laughs> so, so maybe that is that is the reason that we are able to hold the intensity of being alive. Yes. Yeah. And especially you, you have all the things you mentioned before, plus the playfulness. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. But we also tend to play very intensely. Yes. <laughs> that is irritating to other people who are like, why do you have to play so intensely? Like, it's just a game. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. This is life and death. We have to play properly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it brings you forward right that playfulness yeah it's kind of an ability to an appetite i feel an appetite for for uh deeper and more intense uh engagement and yeah then, uh, i think most of us are able to discover something that is very useful to to the other 80 percent or to the co-creators of the planet and they're part of our being and our lives. And uh, then I'm feeling that I'm able to connect with with them in a way that is not overwhelming or or intimidating or isolating for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I think we just lost a little bit of connection, but... Oh, I can still hear you. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what I w wanted to share is that um the playfulness mm. is feels like a safe way to explore uh, right. within the world yes yeah, yeah. so they can especially like you said um can be serious mm. uh, and, and with serious i mean deep deeper layers mm. um, but still acting from wisdom but with um open childlike eyes um, yes, exploring the world. Yeah, there's a lot of innocence, I feel, and a, a lot of the HSPs have a lot of innocence and a very comfortable um, spot in space inside the innocence. Like, they don't mind being silly like myself. I'm, I don't mind being silly and stupid and, you know, doing theater and making faces. And, and I've gotten people inspired to, to access their inner child. Uh, same with my son, who is now 12 and a half. Uh, he found it very easy to just be intense and serious or just be playful and silly. And there was no no inhibitions or, or questions around it. Nobody pointing fingers like, oh, you shouldn't be so silly. You should be serious. <laughs> For both of us, I found it so earlier in life. But later on, it became easier as I was able to own my story. As I was able to stand by me, once I discovered the book and then parallelly I discovered unschooling, then I was able to stand by my own story and say, you know what, I think I'm a highly sensitive person, which means I have a different role on this planet, which means maybe I should respect my needs of isolation and 
uh, huge amounts of creativity and authenticity and and maybe i'm happy with just one friend or two friends so i stopped comparing myself with others i stopped needing and wanting the things everyone else has and i began more and more content with what i have and i focused on um, whatever brings ease whatever feels effortless whatever feels kind and uh, funny and light and easy so that's how i was able to finally find a way to thrive in it and then help many other people discover their own own traits whether it's hsp or any other gift whatever that may be so yeah mm. yes yes you you are one of the people that actually walks the talk and talks the walk <laughs> what i see that you're doing in with uh, and especially a couple of years ago uh, with the center and the, with the children and uh theater um it was really wonderful to follow your journey i know it wasn't easy and you really developed grit um yes grit i, I, I could say resilience, but of course you have resilience, but you have that extra grit that um, makes that you can do the things in the world that you want to do mm. and still be present within your, um, uh, you know, from your needs and mm. not, um, I don't have the feeling that you are um, compromising. Mm. You don't have that feeling, or you do have that feeling. No, I, I have the feeling that you're you're not compromising in any way. So you're yeah. living really true to your own uh, ideas, creations. Well, yeah. thank, you. thank you for seeing so much, and I make I feel very seen and heard and validated in your uh, beautiful, compassionate listening and following my journey. It really is been actually very, 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 very intensely hard. I just entered my 50th year of life and looking back and I feel it was excruciatingly painful. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I, be, I had any grit. On the outside, it looks like grit maybe. But actually, I learned to give up things that were very, very dear to me, like theater or, you know, working with children or you know, very, very dear spaces to me. And when it didn't happen and it was very hard to even find anyone wanting to do it. I just learned to accept that maybe for now, life wants me to do something else. And being creative and having a lot of uh, energy, I believe a lot of HSPs have a lot of extra energy, <laughs> which they have to manage their own extra exuberance. Uh, I felt that, well, I want to collaborate with life. And by life, I mean the unknown. Like, you know, the unknown happens, uncertainty happens every day. And say, so, oh, you want to do this? But, well, we are not given any opportunity. Nobody wants you. And no matter how wonderful your, your uh, purpose is and your offer is, it's somehow everything shuts on you. And then once again, I feel like, well, I was having such a good time. I think I was doing very important, interesting work. Everybody was finding value in it. And what happened? Why did the funding end? Why did this end? And then I looked at it and I realized that mostly, Susan, I feel the, the 
the organic force or organic reality of uh, we are living in which is alive you know the world is a live organism it is constantly guiding you to become more of what you essentially are to see it for your own self so when i realized that and i gave up and said okay fine theater has had its fill with me and so it's all lived out i realized that i felt seen more by my own self the whole thing was set up for me to first see be seen and heard for my gifts my talents in theater my abilities of of uh, creating a community uh, mentoring others um helping them become actors and writers and singers it was me i had to see myself after a long long gap that yes this i can do but that's all it just wanted you to see and feel satisfied with it and don't push it don't run after it don't hanker after it find contentment even in the simplest of things every day and then i got that message then the desire and the ambition to do something grand out there diminished and is further diminishing and yet amazing things are happening like this podcast isn't this wonderful that i found this podcast way to connect with everyone yes yes exactly yeah yeah i i love it <laughs> that mm-hmm. we um that maybe um we have a different perspective on grit but i'm not sure Mm-hmm. So in a in a way that I think um, that you might feel that uh, stopping things or quitting things is not grit, mm-hmm. and I I must say that uh, stopping or acknowledging that something isn't working mm-hmm. is a lot of grit. It's even <laughs> harder. <laughs> yes, yes. I've never used that word for myself, grit. uh but yes on the outside it does look like great but on the inside what was happening is it was extreme vulnerability i was yes. opening up to be soft and say okay this is going let it go and my ego was being uh, reoriented to say it's okay it's okay you don't have to be a thespian and a playwright and a you know community builder and you can be ordinary and that's fine you don't have to be wonderful all the time <laughs> so so that's what was happening in the inside and it didn't take away from my core being you know it made yeah. me more beautiful and more able to enjoy my own beauty every day or my own grace and you uh, know in a guidance or whatever you know the wisdom and the sensitivity without wanting to have a lot of paraphernalia so on the outside it looks like grit but <laughs> this is what was happening inside yes yeah yeah it is a lot easier just to continue even though it's hard but and and try to stay in the realm of not giving up but giving up is is really uh is art and um takes up a lot of energy but it's it brings you forward to um yeah to what what I work on with people to their purpose and um therefore um self leading uh their legacy in 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 a way mm-hmm. legacy is not something that i don't see it as a goal you know that the end goal in life <laughs> that's not yeah. how i see it but I, you leave a legacy within others every day so just like we're doing now like you're doing with your community and all the beautiful work that you do um 
in, in writing, it's all a legacy. Yeah. And uh, you can choose in what direction or from what perspective or in a guidance energy uh, you want to create. Hmm. Well, I would love to know more about uh, your work and how you go about it. In fact, you could use me as one of your dummies, uh, you know, as in uh, one of your, uh, uh, I, sh I should be able to take this opportunity to, to take your guidance on what do you do as a, in the coaching. Uh, I've been fascinated about it for a long time, knowing very well that it's very difficult to coach people who are already gifted. I know how difficult I am to be coached because <laughs> I will not listen to anyone but my inner voice. So, okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> Good yeah, because I'm guessing you must be so intuitive and so gifted to be able to match my inner voice. And, and whatever I've experienced of you and the conversations we've had earlier, I say, yes, you are. You are able to just speak what I'm already listening to inside. And that's such a gift that you bring. You, are, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a nuanced gift that you, your voice reaches right inside me. Even when you said, Dipali, podcast is really your thing. And I said, how does she know that it's such a big thing that even if I'm breaking, things are not going my way, the podcast brings me right back. It's my voice journaling. It's my checking in and being my best friend, my own best friend. And I said, how does she get it? <laughs> so I would love to our listeners to experience that firsthand, you know. Yes, yeah, well, the, the podcast feels so aligned, <laughs> um, truly, um, with everything that you do. And you, you have the, the excellent voice for a podcast. So, yeah, I can see and feel when things are aligned or misaligned and what is missing and opportunities. So you bringing this into the world was clear to me, just crystal clear that this so is that, something. The intuition is one of your major gifts. So is mine. And I believe a lot of the HSP's key, key gift is intuition. Intuition. Now we are intuitive is in uh, you just know. You have a sense of knowing and it feels strong. And you can't explain why you know it, how you know it, but you just know. Am I right? Yes, exactly. Yes. And another thing you said is, Dipali, you must write. And I can't tell you again. I said, how does she get it? I know it's because I don't post so much on Facebook. Once in a while, I write there. And I think you're so aligned to my spirit that you know exactly what I need to do next. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need more time for that. But that's yeah. um, exactly uh, what I do with people when they... Um, it. I I call myself a legacy leader, mm. and a leader in the sense of that um, I want other people to self lead their journey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when are you a leader? I think that you can. If if we're talking about legacy, uh, you are the only one mm. who can actually um, fulfill your purpose and therefore uh, your legacy. So taking up that self-leadership, and that sounds uh, maybe a bit harsh, but it is self-leadership to know what your boundaries are, what you stand for. Are you 
truly living according to your own values or others and um, what if your environment doesn't agree or is not really helping you in the things that you know that you're here for on earth wow and from there yeah you you explore your why why you do the things and really living your purpose and then creating the legacy that's beautiful i love the word legacy also the sound of it 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 is a new way of looking at uh, what we pass on to the next generation or what we create in our lives by being that and it's not a small thing it's not an ordinary thing that oh i made a choice that i'm not going to eat uh, meat anymore or i'm not going to um, be such and such a type of dude uh, i'm going to drop it these are not small things it's it causes a kind of a ripple effect uh, others are intrigued that how did you manage it by being so radically honest to yourself how did you how did it even manage to give you the kind of uh, community support and and uh, live thrive basically so mm-hmm. legacy is not something small in the small small decisions we make they are not small and that's what i'm hearing that you're helping people find their uh, uh respect their choices honor their small small impulses that may be insignificant to others but very important and in that doing so it becomes a a much a model of thriving as a unique individual like you have a new model i, I mean just now my nephew has visited me after nearly 7 8 years and he's such a grown boy and we've been so busy catching up and he loves everything i'm sharing about my journey about being sensitive artist Uh, working with children, with working with communities, even this podcast is. I'm very excited about my podcast. Podcast. I'm going now, and I was telling him that I'm sharing all this. Don't worry about trying to understand everything. Just absorb it because you've come at such a time when I'm. It's flowing out of me, and just like let it do its work on you. And same with you. I'm able to take who you are being, and that is the legacy. I said I've gone through all these things. You don't have to. and he's also a sensitive gifted boy he's just beginning his journey to discover that as it you don't have to do it because i've done it so you won't have to do all the tough work because when i got it from someone else i knew they'd done a lot of the difficult part and passed on on the baton to me in a way and so the we don't end up reinventing the wheel we evolve we collaborate and we truly feel the interconnectedness that i'm so taken care of at the right moment the right people show up so i guess uh, i invite our listeners to consider this a uh, open uh, offering uh, on behalf of susan and me to get in touch with her if you want to experience uh, self leadership how to be your own best friend how to stand by your unique idiosyncrasies and uh, needs which may be so unique you might feel There's something wrong with it, but we assure you there isn't, right, Susan? No, it just needs to come out. It's expansion. It's expansion. Yeah, that's the yeah. word, right? That is the word. Yeah, and I love that like you say you mentioned the theme of the podcast, uh, sensitive inner presence, and that's exactly what legacy is. Um, it's not that what society thinks like the big goal, but when you're when you are able to be so present within yourself. Mm. 
and comfortable with yourself that is the legacy because yes. from there you you connect in a different way with yourself but also with the um yeah with your surroundings your inner circle and outer circle you you said it you said it. it's like you have practiced a certain culture and it's working and now you're saying well this new culture new way of being works so then others get a permission that oh this works for example a lot of people have been asking me yeah how did you decide to do a podcast just like that you didn't study anything you didn't i said i did basic technical study but then it was such a powerful calling that i had to just start and then they say well what about this extra sound that comes in the background are you comfortable with it you don't have a proper studio space or anything i said you know what the podcast theme itself is about being in presence which means being here and now that means i want my listeners to experience my surrounding also it's not about me giving them some you know or giving a place of information i want them to experience presence in the podcast itself and that's my goal with every session i do with the with the presence painting in presence sessions which we do every wednesday and it's been happening before the pandemic uh and then uh many other things my own one on one sessions with uh, startups with young people uh with single mothers uh in the presence is the full experience of being here and now and feeling totally at ease with it so i don't want to cut it off let there be some extra sound that is naturally happening not too loud but and 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 it helps me ground myself while i'm connecting uh, uh uh online in 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 this podcast so so what happened what's what was what's not the norm like all the podcast uh, makers they say oh you have to have a nice studio room or you know make sure there's no sound and all that i didn't really listen to their rules did i <laughs> i know but my theme of my podcast is about being here and now so they i want listeners maybe sitting somewhere in usa canada i don't know where in nigeria maybe who knows and they can experience this moment here in india where i am and feel that permission it's all right if you don't have everything perfect don't be perfect go right ahead and still follow your heart <laughs> so, yes so that that kind of uh, uh permission that you start giving yourself and stop chasing perfection you start really feeling free in the here and now and say okay i have everything i need today you begin to really experience that everything i need is right here with no fancy mics nothing i have a wonderful phone though and everything else just shows up so you don't have to then wait in the future when i have all that then i am this perfectly feeling right then i'll do it you know so and it's also integrated in my ritual practice of uh, journaling checking in with myself checking in with uh, empathic presence to the to the reality which we are in the collective reality so it becomes a point of mindfulness presence at least once a day you know so i wonder if you personally susan have any such rituals like you lighting the candles or any such grounding habits which really helped you personally on your journey yes definitely <laughs> um before i am um creating something mm. i have my own ritual <laughs> it's a long ritual <laughs> but it's um 
uh, I listened to two songs that really uh, connect me to my why. Mm. Um, and it's not that I need to, because I, I don't even need to be motivated because I know exactly why I'm doing this. But mm. it's really nice that my when I um, listen to those songs, my, my brain knows that um, it's really connecting to my why. Mm. So, um, and then I'm in, in a certain, um, you could say, um, beta state or alpha state mm. uh, of creating. Right. And because that's, um, I've done this so many times, it's just repetition <laughs> for my brain to know, okay, what we're going to, what are we going to create today? Mm. Um, yes, candles for sure, mm. a lot. And um, yeah, I need it's it's like many highly sensitive people do. I am kind of creating a nest out of my environment right. around me, and when I'm comfortable, I uh, can be totally present. And otherwise, I just feel that something is off, and it won't work. Mm. And also being totally content that some days it won't work. It's mm. wow. just like life is and i like it that you um that you keep those background uh yes Sorry. additional <laughs> information within the podcast because it's more authentic it's uh it, yeah then you have the feeling that you're truly connecting to another human being yes yes yeah yes yeah i love uh, what you said about the rituals Yes, Susan. I think what I hear is that you've created a space which is like a nest and you use that lovely word. And then in that nest, you can retreat if things are not going uh, all right. And I love that you said every day you're asking yourself, oh, what have I to create today? And that's really, you know, finally you are realizing that you're a co-creator. Everyday life is saying, will you help me with this? Will you do this? Are you okay if I bring you this opportunity? Will you respond to it? Yes. Will and you what's... suggest to it? You know, without too many, too many uh, desires, one can begin to flow. And I love that you you have created that uh, graph, a geometry in your living space, which is artistic. That when you are there, you're creating. When you're not, you can retreat into your nest and still be satisfied. That is such a beautiful, beautiful thing to hear. That we can do that for ourselves. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a little piece of paper that helps you paint, or a little chair, or a walk, or whatever little thing that brings or music. I love that you have these two songs. Of course, it does not remind you of your why because you don't need to be, but it does feel so many times that it's a it's a gratitude. Every time I play play it, I say thank you, thank you for coming in my life. Yes. Here you're doing the same thing. It's like, thank you for constantly holding the light up for me, reminding me that I'm a mortal. I I don't have it all, and every day I strive a little more to just be there, just be there in the light, in the joy, in the sharing, in the creating. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I I often get the <laughs> remark, well, your office looks like a living room. Yeah, it does. 
<laughs> that's my nest. Okay. It's and better, also... better than what the people in offices get to hear that your office looks like a, <laughs> your living room looks like an office. Nowadays, everybody's living rooms are looking like office. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes, and also the the knowing that I am um, privileged that I get to do this in life. Uh, and that's from a totally different um, hmm. frequency created hmm. than uh, that I have a certain goal in mind that I want to. Yeah, so get it. So checking in what um, what what needs to be said that day or um, uh, whom I feel. Mm. needs uh, to be connected with mm-hmm. is, is uh, one of the main pillars. That's an intuitive decision. Yes. Yeah. And maybe creating these nests and habits, rituals, helps to connect to that inner voice of intuition. Yes. And that's very true. And with this, I feel I need a little two minutes, uh, a minute, not even a minute, maybe 30 seconds to play a little flute because it helps me to just feel the gratitude right now in the podcast and take a breather from the from the exchange we've had. Let it go deeper where it needs to go. Let it spread out further where it needs to go. So if you don't mind, can we just breathe for a minute or so and I'll play a little flute? Yeah, what a treat. <laughs> yeah, I feel so much celebration and so it's a way of channeling my anxiety also that oh my god I'm having so much fun talking to Susan <laughs> if I play the flute it helps me regulate my energies out very childish i promise you i play, play better sometimes but it's coming out very childish right now <laughs> and it's making me laugh what is it doing every time it sounds wonderful and right now it's sounding absolutely juvenile <laughs> no and then you know what i wrote down especially because of of your flute playing it's that you are um just naturally creating a a, uh, a positive boundary by acknowledging the things that we were talking about by being playful. Yeah. <laughs> so you're making me playful because I have not learned to play a flute, a recorder, but every time I play something, whatever, it, it comes out quite fun and interesting and happy. And just now it was the <laughs> most, <laughs> let's try one more time.
Okay, <laughs> now it was a little better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad that you enjoy you and, and you understand those. You know, I love the yes. word was positive boundaries. Like, just a beautiful. I feel always, Susan, and you tell me how this feels to you that we human beings are actually never depressed. What we are managing is the anxiety of being alive because. We're so excited to be alive as as a civilization for ages. We've been so excited to have this playground of life and say, oh, I want to experience this. Oh, I want to do that. I want to experience that. And we're so overwhelmed all the time. Yeah, because possibly. life is so beautiful. So it, it then takes you from that point into all kinds of places of depression and this and that. But essentially, it's just saying, oh, I can take a breather from living and just let the living happen. You know, it's almost like saying that a child is given a big jar of chocolates and say, you can have all of them. And the child's like, okay, if I can have them all the time, then why should I have them all the time now? All of them now. Yeah. <laughs> because they're mine anyway. So what's the point of rushing? <laughs> that wisdom yes. and playfulness. Yeah. Yeah, I like that example. <laughs> I always yeah. it's more or less something like that. And of course, then it gets individuated. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what years, years ago, I did um, things like I thought it should be or how society um, made clear that mm -hmm. it should be. Uh, and it did not work for me. And I felt miserable all the time uh, having to create. And it didn't feel like creating. It felt like, work, felt like working. But oh, yeah. that I had to create um, not according to my own energy. Mm. And since I, um, like you said, the playground. And that's exactly what I always say. When I saw the world as just... Uh, big big playground that you get to be in mm. and um totally acknowledging that uh please feel as much as you can mm. so feel 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 <laughs> and then um take all those experience with you and just do what you're here for to do so that seriousness of uh, having goals and always um, listing things or um, keep mm. being composed in a way yes. um, did not work for me until right. I saw the world as a big playground where I can totally fail. Yes, yes. I hear you. I hear you. Changing perspectives. But I want to be able to address a lot of our listeners who may have never and heard of these terms or find it very um, intimidating to, to uh, permit themselves to even think about it. Uh, so in very ordinary terms, uh, I'm like trying to see if we can translate for them that it can mean uh, just noticing things that are difficult for you and just standing by it and saying, well, just talking about it, saying, well, this is difficult and I'm only human. And I'd love to have some support. Like on a, on a very realistic plane, how does one execute oneself, you know, before one builds any belief systems or any new imaginations that is more nurturing? 
Well, you have to deal with the old ones which are given to us by, by the culture or whatever the system we are in. And uh, we all have to go through that passage, it seems, except some unschoolers. <laughs> they get to be themselves right from the beginning. Lucky that. So I envy my son a lot who is an unschooler. And yes, I, I do a lot of uh, listening circles for parents in which uh, we just empathically listen to each other. And then we find that we are heard and seen. We're able to take the right decisions for, for ourselves. Because there's no right answer to fit any everyone. So I would like to invite you also, Susan, to, to and we are up to 50 minutes now. So in a few minutes, five, six minutes, we should be able to close if you like. Uh, how can we make this on an ordinary language to a completely lay person who's just struggling with with even feeling good, feeling nice about themselves, feeling confident, feeling what should we be able to say to them that would immediately make a difference right away? Simplify your life. Mm, I'm going to be that lay person and say it's so difficult. Yes. It's difficult to simplify my life. There's a lot of work to do if I have to simplify my life. And yes. <laughs> nobody understands me. Nobody is next to me. I'm all by myself. Yes, and I can simplify myself when my friends are all having a party and having everything they want. And why should I simplify my life? You know? Yes. I'm yeah, I know. Behalf, I'm doing a role play on behalf yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I know it sounds really easy to say simplify your life and it takes a journey to uh, really embody that mm. and to adjust things. Um, and that's exactly what you said, uh, your son being an unschooler, the, the most um, beneficial uh, thing or point of being an unschooler is that you can uh, stay closer to your intuition throughout your educational journey and um, that's what is often uh, suppressed in in regular education mainstream education mm -hmm. so yes i totally understand that these unschooled children <laughs> adults in the future um, have the benefit of staying closer to their uh, intuition. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, and connecting that to uh, simplifying your life is to stay closer to your intuition. I know that's also uh, difficult in the beginning. I understand what you mean now. What you're saying is find a way to feel, I'm, I'm trying to listen deeper and say what you're trying to say is find a way to find some experience of simplicity. If in a bit for five minutes, if I'm taking a simple walk, and in that simple walk, am I feeling light? Am I feeling joyful? Or I'm feeling satisfied at least. Or even if I'm feeling a little relief, that's the beginning. That's the point where, where you know you've met yourself in that quiet or uh, ease or relaxed space. I guess we all can get that at least when we close our eyes at night, right? So I feel that would be your 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 way of saying that. Be simple in that moment. Acknowledge the simplicity, and then you will be able to create more of it in your own way. 
Yes, exactly at night what you said, when you're laying in bed mm. and you might be overwhelmed by other things that you have in mind or you said like uh, three months ago or you're reminiscing about something that you visualize that there are several, several umbilical cords into the universe and you cut them um, one by one and you send them back into the universe and you say to the universe that you trust that the universe will take care of it and that you're now um, going to sleep, going back to your inner sanctuary and um, tomorrow you'll find the strength and the courage um, and a deep, deep knowing that you can choose yourself. Wow, I love this. I love this. This could not be a better note to to end on that yes you give you've done your best what i heard is you saying you've done your best today it may have been difficult it may have been impossible you lay down at night and you offer that back to the universe and say i did my best and i know you're going to help me tomorrow to do better and experience my joy experience my lightness experience the courage to show up again that is a very 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 powerful and beautiful and simple thing to do yeah, and that is enough. It truly is, is enough. enough. And it is enough, that's right. Uh, in the Eastern traditions or the Eastern way of living that in India has taught me one thing, that uh, we are not the doers. We are not doing anything. We are just constantly responding to the finger of life which is pointing its direction. For example, it might just create a problem of health nowadays a lot of people have health problems and that is life saying pay attention to the body pay attention and it's taken away all your other focus which you're focusing on work or studies or whatever and saying no 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 this is important and you you have no choice you have to stop everything and look after your body so that larger presence is is always there in our life and that's the collaborative spirit of life we're never alone it's constantly guiding us and I hope we can continue this this presence listening more and more Susan and we can have our listeners send in their questions or uh, requests or messages and we can respond to them particularly <clears throat> yes I really enjoyed talking to you and I'm praying that more and more people realize the unique gift whether you are an HSP or not you find your uniqueness, your, only you can do that. For example, you're talking about simplicity. I wanted to say that my life doesn't look simple at all. It's really complex. I do a lot of things and yet I feel it's so simple because at the heart of it, the principle of it is I'm only responding to the next moment. And after that moment is over, I'll know what next to respond to. Does not mean I don't plan like our podcast is planned two weeks ago. But I plan, I keep the intention in the future. I love doing the planning, which to me means I'm planning, means I'm ready to receive. I'm organizing myself, means I'm ready to receive. And in that receiving, I'm giving. In that giving, I'm receiving. So, so all I do is after a moment is over, and then I sit in presence again and feel it, whether I'll go down for a walk or wash my vessels or cook something. And really, really register deeply 
what touched me about this conversation with you today what i feel touched you and how our listeners may be may be feeling touched similarly and from that space then i know the next inspiration comes and there might be four choices like i have to go out get some vegetables or i have to write an email i'll have four choices and again i will check in and okay which one feels the lightest now you see that's my actual practical process and then i choose the lighter one and that's how life is opening up and taking me and taking care of the the problems that i can't fix so i really wanted to share that with our listeners and you're welcome to send us what do you do on a practical everyday basis to to feel that support from life from feel that love from life feel that you are taken care of is there anything you have in place isn't that lovely susan would you like to listen hear from our listeners yes i was just thinking how <laughs> i can hear the responses yes yeah i will i will send you the links they will they send the message right in uh, so far we haven't got any such messages but i am sure they will happen and if that happens then we can have another podcast and you can respond to that yes wonderful yes mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much for this opportunity to share and uh, dive deeper with your listeners i love that so susan yeah. i'm going to ring a little bell and we can just hold another few seconds of uh, presence come back to our space oh where's my bell okay i'm going to just ring Once again, thank you, Susan, for holding space for a lot of highly sensitives. Uh, I love your journey. I hope to connect again. Thank you so much, Dipali. Bye bye. Ciao. Bye bye. Ciao. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs>